Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts, Damien Warren and Toby Harris. Toby, it's been an, an mixed bag of a weekend. It's been good, I feel. Crusaders losing, um, Crusaders losing, and Crusaders losing. I was talking more about the weather. Oh, mixed bag of the weather, <laughs> definitely, especially in this country. So in, in the UK, it's been 18 degrees, then minus 2 degrees, and snow. Yeah, it's been uh, fantastic, it's isn't been it? But um, before we move on, we must do the quick plug. If you'd like to support us, we'd greatly appreciate your um, subscription. Yeah, or like, press subscribe, like, like write us a review, because apparently in the algorithm subscribe world... Subscribe and comment and email. It makes a big difference, mate. Does it? Yeah, if you write a review, preferably kind... And you uh, rate us, then it makes a big, big difference. So well, get good, out there. It? If you want more people to hear us, then do that. If you don't want more people to hear us, then, um, well, just, that's uh, just your prerogative, isn't it? <laughs> don't be that guy. No, don't be that oh, guy. Also, Willow oh. has got back to us. Oh, has yeah. Has confirmed that she... Is it a she? Oh, yeah. there we go. Now, I have no idea why you could be a he. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think that this, many... This day and age, you Yeah, you're know, right, you're right. You? I apologise. I put my hand up and I say that was very... It was... I just assumed... Actually, to be fair, I said it could have been a man or a woman. So I well, didn't what else think, is it going to be? Yeah, but I wasn't being... It could be a man or a woman. I mean, yes, there are, obviously, a group of people who wouldn't say they are a man or a woman. No, that's right. Anyway, but Willow, is, what, what's Willow said? I think is it called non-binary. Yeah. Non-binary. Because I, I know this because of our podcast yeah. stats. You know, we've got obviously male. Oh, yeah. We've got female. And other. And we've got non-binary. Oh, non-binary. Wow. We've got a few non-binaries. Do we? Yeah. Are you one of them? I certainly am. <laughs> so anyway, what's Willow said? She just confirmed that Willow she was just a... said confirm, and she said we're looking forward to seeing what the rest of the year will bring the midfield. 
Oh. So I do agree. Yeah. I think it is going to be very interesting because if they can sharpen up a little bit in that midfield, then uh, the future may be bright. I think probably, to be fair, Willow, it's going to be more the Trans-Tasman comp that they're going to start to come good, I would I would have it a guess. Well, but we'll, we'll wait and see. Out, eh? We'll wait and see. Yeah, that's right. But before we do anything else, Tobes, it's breaking news, mate. I thought we were going to work on that. And, oh, did we? You know, yeah. You oh. know, we're going to build it up. Okay, and well, then, what, and then how we're going to go. Oh, no, I don't, mate. Well, you know, no, no. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. So, um, uh, I don't know. You have to do this part. No, you just no, say you it, and then I go, and it's breaking news. No, because you wanted me to do breaking news, and then you go on to your news story. <clears throat> uh, mate, my first story anyway. <laughs> Sick of that already. No one could hit harder. Okay, so Daniel Carter and Richie McCoy have sat down together, and they did an interview. Yeah. And one of the questions was, who were the um, the hardest people to play against? Is this was this like the hardest as in hitters, tacklers, they just should, players in general. Yeah. Oh so a bit on. of both. Did they mention my name in there? Since I've played against both of them. Damien Warren. No. Um so they've Softest gone top tackler goes to Damien. <laughs> Fattest head. <laughs> yeah. So biggest, they've gone top biggest three. forehead in the Christchurch area. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> right, so they've gone top three. Now, third is um, Terry Dusatois. Oh, yes. Yeah. So So they they, they both agreed on these guys. So they both agreed, yeah. So they've obviously had like a chat before maybe. Yeah. And, um, you know, the the general consensus of them was um, just an absolute menace. Defensively fantastic. And then just a menace about the breakdown. And then they've gone Johnny Wilkinson, number two. Can I just say um, Terry Dusatois? He, he kind of was one of those guys that actually was more effective than he looked. Yeah, definitely. You know, like, I hate to say it, Mike Brown. Yeah. Looks like a skinny white boy from, you know, England. But actually runs pretty hard. Yeah. And always breaks first tackle. Definitely, yeah. Um, so, yeah, second, Johnny Wilkinson. And um, what do they say about Johnny? So Carter's gone. You might have heard of him. Uh, been a bit of a joke. I'm not sure Daniel Carter looks good with jokes. Anyway, um, Johnny Wilkinson was probably the closest thing I've ever seen to a perfect rugby player. So that's coming from what, what, again yeah. one of the, the best, best number tens. So and then uh, Richie McCaw, he'll go down as one of the greatest of rugby world. Or the World Rugby, sorry. Yeah, that's fair, isn't it? Very fair, yeah. Very fair, yeah. And, you know, that's coming from two players that are probably <clears throat> some of the best players in the world. You would say that Richie McCaw is probably the best player of all time? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, and you'd say Dan Carter's pretty much the best player of all time as well? You know, yeah. they're right up there, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, to, that, there's no higher praise. No, that's right. Maybe apart. If Sir Clive Woodward said this, well, he's a good guy, be, though. Might be higher price. Anyway, isn't Sir Clive one of the best coaches of all time? Uh, so number one, Shulk Berger. Yeah, like, <sighs> and Daniel Carter's gone. I kept looking at my All Blacks jersey, wondering if there was a target in the middle of it. He just kept coming from. Just me. kept on coming. So from. he's just an absolute 
demon. You know, he he got really ill at one point. Didn't he got he? meningitis. Yeah, mate. Men- yeah, meningitis. That's right. Did I just stop spoil your thunder? Yeah, cheers there. Steal bud, your thunder, bud mush. So there you go. Yeah, is that your first story? That's a good one. That's my first story. Yeah. It's Did you notice that? Um, you know, there could have been a few South Africans in the top three. Really. Yeah. That, yeah. Definitely. Because there's a few. Both, both, uh, <laughs> Bucky's Water. Bucky's Water. Because I tell you what, I reckon if you ask Brad Thorne who his toughest player was, he would have said Bucky's Water. Or Victor Matfield. Yeah, very good player. Those African boys. Yeah. Anyway, mate, what's your first story? Oh, can I just, just, just to sort of butt in. So you know the parapet phrase that we were talking about the other day? Pulpit, mate. And so parapet. the pulpit. Yeah, yeah. So parapet. Is actually <laughs> just listen, just listen, just hear, just, just, just hear me out. Just hear me out. Have you gone and done some research? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you still you thought that Razzler Dazzler and myself just listen, were wrong. So a parapet is um, in a castle. You know the notches in a castle. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you raise your butt, head above the parapet, you're going to get a bow and arrow to the face, or an arrow to the face. So in a way, we were both correct. Do you know this is the? It's not a hedge, is it? No, it's not a hedge. <laughs> I was wrong. I thought it was a hedge, so I was wrong on that part. I like that. But it this was is a parapet. Good, is you know, like this a, is, this is why we pay you it's just nothing a of, for this a bit podcast. Of, a bit of, you know, a bit of self. I was just trying to better myself, so I did a bit of research, and I, I put my good. hand up and said I got it wrong. My, my first story is the old Silver Lake. So Silver Lake is the group of American sort of investment group that wanting to spend – was at $465 million, taking a 15% equity share. And the Crusaders coach, Scott Robinson, has come out and said, this is going to be the key moment, whether or not they get this investment or not. And I think this is alluding to the fact that he doesn't know how serious uh, the New Zealand Rugby Union is taking rugby at the moment right. in New Zealand. I think the whole South African thing, them going off, possibly has alarm bells are ringing for Scotty Robinson. The fact that he didn't get the All Blacks job, the financials of the of the New Zealand rugby are pretty poor. I think everyone's a poor yeah, because I'm of not COVID. Gonna, you can't just sort of pinpoint. But but I one. think obviously New Zealand don't have they don't have anything to fall back on. No, and also they've lost quite a bit of money now with the whole. UK Sky absolutely as well, haven't absolutely, they? yeah. Now, what is interesting is, which goes on from this, is that they're looking for a shirt sponsor. Now, now I, I heard something about a French company. Yeah, the Old Trad, right. who sponsor the French rugby team. They are looking to invest. We're talking about $300 million. For a dollars, shirt. right. Now the interesting thing here is is that they want four hundred and sixty five million well all this this equity firm are offering four hundred and sixty five million, but that's for a fifteen percent share. Yeah. And a shirt sponsor is gonna get three hundred million, but for no equity share and only for a very limited period of time. I think it's like a five or a ten year deal. Right. So it's an absolute no brainer to say that if New Zealand think outside the box their brand is worth a heck of a lot more than 465 million and uh, apparently the players sort of union who's got some really smart guys on it Dave Kirkpatrick 
a number of others, have actually put forward ways that New Zealand could make that money but without having to sell 15% equity and share. do you think the NZRFU have sort of, you know, they're not using their common sense. They're just going, right, I've seen that number there and I'm going to take that instead of sort of looking through the whole process and going, which one is the best for... I hate to say it, but it's a typical situation, which is <clears throat> if someone's offering you $465 million, it's a very easy thing to take that money. Oh, for sure, yeah, but you haven't looked at the fine print, have you? I mean, they probably have, but... But, you know, the the the, the hard thing is to say, okay, we're not going to sell 15% of our, basically, sport to yeah. you forever. We're going to raise that money in different ways, but that's hard work. You know, that's hard work. And, 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 and as I've said before, rugby is a professional sport run in an amateur yeah. way. And we see this everywhere in the world. We see the premiership rugby. They cancelled a game, right? So, um, well, it's not premiership, to be fair. It's the, you know, the, the RFUs around the world. They cancelled a game because of COVID. They did not tell their broadcaster. So before the game... No way. Yeah, before the game, BT Sport are the broadcaster, and they cancelled the fixture because of, of COVID, COVID tests. They informed social media before they informed the broadcaster. That's priorities. They've got just, them all mixed just, up, they? Mate, they? Amateur. Mm. It's amateur. They make these mistakes all the time. And, and this is the problem. The, the, you know, the NZRFU or the, the South African Rugby Board or whatever... All they think about is the short-termism, whereas actually, if you were running a professional organ organisation, yeah. you would think long-term a lot more. And, you know, if you sell to Silver Lake for four hundred sixty-five million, you've just lost fifteen percent of your of your of your sport forever, forever. And they're not going to sell that because they're not stupid. No, NZRFU should be looking to do sell their own TV deals. Yeah. And that, that's what they've done with Rugby Pass. Yes. But rather than going down the this, this Sky Sports or whatever, start up their own TV yeah. rugby channel where they put on the Mighty Ten Cup, Schoolboy Rugby. They do all, they they bisect Sky and they just sell direct to the people all around the world. And, and I think it's something ridiculous like they've got so many millions of, of fans around the world, registered fans. Right. That if every registered fan put in 10 quid... Then they would ten dollars, so that's five quid. Yeah. Then they would make that money back. You know, there are so many different ways that you could you could raise this money, and they're just going to take the easy option. So what's interesting is the players, the ones who would benefit most now, are the ones saying that they don't want the deal. The ones that are going to get paid more now. It's ridiculous, isn't it? They're saying, "Hey, this is not good for our sport." Ridiculous. Over to your next yeah, so story, big fella. Super rugby. Yep. Has gone into Trans-Tasman competition. So, the travel bubble has been announced where... It's, has this been confirmed? Yep. Where wow. New Zealand and Australians can come back and forth without quarantining. Is this just the sports people or is this anyone? I think it might just be the sports people because they're getting tested so often. Yeah. So, um, the five-week home and away tournament is set to start mid-May. I'm so pleased this is happening. Yeah, featuring all of the Super Rugby teams in Australia and New Zealand. So yeah. all 10. Um, 
Quar- yeah, so quarantine-free travel between the countries will allow teams to fly in and out for games. So it will be a massive boost for, say, Rugby Australia. But I think it'll be a massive boost for Rugby Australia and Rugby Aotearoa. Oh, huge, mate. It's absolutely How, huge. That's fantastic, isn't it? I'm so glad we're not going to have a third round yeah. of Super Rugby Aotearoa or Super Rugby AU. And, yeah, and this is us. We don't even live in New Zealand or something. No. You know, and... And we don't. And we're rugby it. mad. And we're rugby mad. And we're thinking, God, another round. I know. Yeah. Show us some different teams. Absolutely, and and I think they need to be very careful in the future how they set up their, you know, their competition. Yeah, hundred percent. But how good's that? Fantastic. That's mate. awesome news, isn't it? Absolutely fantastic. Michael Checker next yeah. on the radar. So after saying last week, after saying that Rob Penny had to go. Rob Penny's gone. He's yeah. been sacked from the Waratahs. And what's interesting about the story is is the fact that some people are like, oh, Rob Penny's the scapegoat. Now, Rob Penny ain't the scapegoat. No. There, don't get me wrong. There is an argument to be answered that, that Waratahs have been poorly managed for a very long time. And we mentioned this. He was just sort of the almost the, the straw that broke the camel's back in a way. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. But this is where I think he has to take full responsibility. We talk about no talent, right? And that Waratahs team doesn't have a lot of talent. But there's certain things that you can do on a rugby pitch that take no talent. Those things are defensive line shape. A bit like when you were playing. Correct. No talent. (laughs) Chasing ball kicks. You don't need any talent. And it's the no talent stuff that they are showing a lack of effort. And that's environment. Yeah. You know, if the no that's talent the stuff's the going wrong, then you know something's wrong. And that's yeah. what we saw. We we saw defensive line shapes just all over the place. Interesting enough, their defensive line was much, much better on the weekend. And they should have, would have, could have won. Yeah. yeah. So is he a scapegoat? I would say yes and no. I'd say no, because his team were really poor. And it looked like the coaching was really poor from an outsider. Um, but yes, the Waratahs have got a lot to answer for. They've sold a lot of their older players. They didn't bring any middle sort of age players through. No. And it was either old or young. Are they playing the long game? Well, they, they that's what they're saying. Yeah. They are now. They, they, they've got to commit now, don't they? They are now to, to the to the younger youth of, of, the, of the game. But yeah. when you sell all your experienced players and you don't replace them with anything then you are steering down the barrel. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is uh, the Waratahs said, oh, the Reds have gone through this. The Reds went through and that they've trusted in their youth. What happens if their youth lose, 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 lose? They become... Well, they just go elsewhere. They become losers. Yeah, they do. And they don't know how to win. Yeah. So then you've got a bigger problem where they don't know how to win. And even though they're good enough, they still can't win. So it's tough. And as you say, they go elsewhere because they don't want to just lose, lose, yeah. lose, do they? But Michael Checker has been sort of, maybe there's some rumours out there that he's going to make a comeback, and they do need Michael Checker. So that leads on quite nicely to my next story. Oh, lovely. Yeah. It's like we've spoken about this, mate. Well, we haven't, though, have we? I did mine this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not the time. So Michael Checker has come out. And he's poured. He's come he's out. Poured cold water. He's come out. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. 
come out of those bad boys, mate. Close it. No. He's poured water he's poured cold water on Waratah's return. So he's oh. gone and said that he's not he's not gonna do it just yet, but it's it is a potential for the future. I'm really disappointed. Yeah. They need him big yeah. time. Yeah, well they need they need someone, don't they? And I think Michael Checker is someone that would step into that role and he would change the atmosphere of the changing room. Hundred percent. The one one thing that you would definitely say Michael Checker does is he makes it an enjoyable place to be. Yeah. Unless you're one or two players. So uh Quay Cooper. He yep. hated Michael Checker. You know, they had a pair of passion to ha- you know, they really did not like each other. So I think Michael Checker can be quite brutal if you're not one of his boys. But if you're one of the lads, then he's he's uh he's fantastic. So it's not time. That's a real shame. Real yeah. shame. But he's he's opened the door for future. Yes. Yeah, which is which is good. Which is good. Talk about the future. Seamlessly moving in and out here like this, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um Lamape, we spoke last week. Don't can't we predict the future? We can predict the future, can't we? Well, I said, when is it gonna be a real problem with this French rugby money? Where they're offering players so much money that a current all black just can't say no. That time may now be here because yeah. Lamape is looking in talks about going off uh, to France next year. Well, Stade Francais, yeah. he's believed to have negotiations and it would be a shocker. We need Lamape. He's just coming into his own. We mentioned this last week. He needs a run at 12. I don't think he's been handled very well no. by New Zealand rugby. They haven't given him a real run. He's been in and out of the team, missed out on the World Cup. Yeah. And we needed him at the World Cup. Yeah, we so did. you can't blame the guy, no. but it's a shocker, isn't it? If he goes, the floodgates may open. Yeah, it'll be frustrating if he does go because he's, like you say, he hasn't been handled very well. There's no one whose man managed him well enough. Now, do you think if he was under Scott Robinson at the Crusaders, do you think he'd be a different player? Or do you think, sorry, let me rephrase it, do you think he'll be used differently to to what he's sort of been used as at the moment? Now, I'm just going to touch on it on um, what caught my eye later on, but, you know, he hasn't been consistently used the way he should be. I think part of this has comes down to he's got feedback from the ABs. Yeah. And they're sort of saying, well, you can't pass that well, you can't kick that well, you're just a crash and a basher. And they've got it so badly wrong. So he spent a lot of time working on his kicking game, on his passing game. Um, they basically did a Martinono on him yeah. where they said, oh, you you know. But the problem is is that the difference between Martinono and Lamape was the fact that Martinono was possibly a little bit lazy for a start and he was one-dimensional. And when he improved his kicking and his and his passing, he did that alongside still being a big ball carrier. Yeah. 
Whereas what Lamape's done is Lamape isn't lazy by all accounts. He's hardworking, he's dedicated, but he's taken that on board maybe too much. And so therefore he has he's almost gone away from being this big ball carrier. So so now he's a better passer and a kicker, but he doesn't carry the ball as no, much. Yeah. Whereas he should have continued to carry the ball but also develop those skills. Yes. And if he can do that, he would be unstoppable. Because I agree. we saw him over the last few weeks, when he runs hard at the defensive line, he is impossible to stop. Yeah. And whether or not World Rugby understands this now, or will I get it in the future, this is how you beat a fast defense. You have a big ball carrier in your, in your centers, and what we're going to find is the wingers have become smaller. Yes. Because actually, you when they get the ball, they need to be quick and go round and have good feet. But you need a big 12 or 13. And we're moving away from this double pivot rubbish that we've spoken about. We're moving away from having a 10 and a 12 of the same size. You know, both ball players. Nah, you need big crash men coming up, punching holes in the defense. And then quick ball. And then quick ball yeah. out, out to those fast boys. This will start happening over the next couple of years. Yeah. The Bastaros of the world will come back in, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and well, Lam- the game's going to evolve. Like you say, the big wingers are almost going to come into the midfield, That's and then right. the smaller midfielders are going to go out, aren't they? Yeah. And Lamar and we're kind of seeing is that, the though. answer to the All Blacks problems. Yeah. He will punch holes in he defensive will. lines. Yeah. He'll get us over the game line, and then we can go wide with our Sivirises. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. You know, George Bridge, Sivirise, and then you've got Colby. Good segue, Chiseling, mate. mate. Chiseling Colby. Chiseling. So my big worry is, if Lamarpe goes, he's, he's basically... Potentially, if he goes, then so many others will say, you know, if he's going, well, I'm going to go as well. Yeah. Can't stay here any longer. Yeah. Right, mate. My last my last little uh, little news segment. Are you ready for it? Oh, mate, I was born ready for Excellent. it. Excellent. So, um, Springbok star Cheslin Colby has gone Chislin? viral. Cheslin, Cheslin. Oh, yeah, I read this one. Yeah. So, if you guys haven't read the article or seen it, he, um, after the match... Uh, the the sort of teams get together in their areas, you know, they have a bit of a debrief, um, get some fluids on board, and then a lot of the time they leave, you know, tape, water bottles, that sort of thing on the ground and just yeah. walk back in. So Cheslin Colby has gone around and picked up a lot of the rubbish. Good lad. How good is that? And then that sort of got me thinking about, like, what other things do rugby teams or players do? And, you know, there was that whole Sonny Bill thing of the 2015 where he gave his medal to that boy who ran onto the pitch as they were walking around. But then also the ABs cleaning the sheds afterwards. Have you heard that story? Yeah, yeah, sweeping the sheds, mate. It's been well used. Lots of businesses have used it. Right. You know, uh, I'll tell you a good story about that. Wayne Smith. He came, uh, he kind of got biffed off the All Blacks and needed a change and... Wanted to kind of get away from New Zealand where he's under a lot of microscope. Yeah. And he went around and he, and he, there was a job at Northampton, Saints, going. So at the time, um, who was it? Not Austin Healy, um, other scrum half, a bald fella does question sport. I'm, I'm, his name's just uh, eluded me. But but anyway, a funny guy. He uh, he was playing there. Good, good, good player. Good, good England player. And he was showing him around. Wayne Smith round and so 
He was showing them around, and at the, at that time, Northampton Saints were, were pretty average to lowly in the table of premiership. Right. And he was being shown around, and they took them to the team room, which is like the bar and stuff, and it was an absolute mess. There was just stuff everywhere. And the guy that was showing them around said, oh, I'm really, really sorry, but the, the junior guys aren't in today. It's their day off, so they, they're not here to clean. And straight away at that point, Wayne Smith said, I want to come to this club because I know I can add value. And basically what he's alluding to is it's not someone else's responsibility no, right, to yeah. clean up. It's yeah. your responsibility. doesn't matter how old you are. Or how you know, good you are. Or how good you are yeah. or, or how many caps you've got. And he kept, went to Northampton Saints and he took them from strength to strength. I don't think they won under him, but they got very, very close. And there's a few guys that still say, you know, they're, they were coached by him there and they say he's the best coach he's ever had. In fact, that, you know, hold him in such highs. He made, he made their career for them at the yeah. time. So, yeah, there you go, mate. Oh, so, so yeah, so Ches and Colbert. Yeah. How good is that? That's awesome. There was criticism at the fact that people did leave the stuff there in the first place, wasn't there? Yeah. Which is fair enough, isn't it? I guess it's fair enough, yeah. Now, all of these stories are kindly supported by who? Uh, Super Rugby XV. Yeah, the Super Rugby XV website. Unofficial website of the Super Rugby. Yeah. Fantastic website. And they put our little name on there. So if you want to go and click any of the news stories, you will see halfway down... Uh, you know, catch up with the Super Rugby pod. So we thank them for their support and hopefully they get a bit of support from us. Yes. So we highly recommend going over there and checking out Super Rugby XV website. Very, very good. Right, mate. The results. Yes, mate. I know that you're going to enjoy one of these results. So I'll let you... Well, Shall I do Super Rugby? Well, well, are you going to read out those extra no, little you bits? you do Super Rugby. Oh, I'll do Super <laughs> So here we go. What a messy game for the first one up. So many errors yeah. from both sides. That's the Blues v. Hurricanes game. But the Blues went away with it 27-17. In the Rebels-Reds, we had two intercept passes, helped the Reds to thrash the Rebels by an impressive dominant performance. And that was 19 points to the Rebels and 44 points to the Reds. Really very, very impressive. And the Waratahs-Brumbies game, the Brumbies came away the champions by two points. It was a real close game. Shoulda, coulda, woulda for the for the Tars' performance, but the better team did win. And in the Crusaders-Highlanders match, better team performance after a tough week. Um, off the field for the Highlanders, they... Bet and off the boil Crusaders it team, did. and that yeah. was uh, twelve points to twenty uh, thirty-three. Bit of a thrashing in the end, though, wasn't it? It was a thrashing, but we'll go over to the European <sighs> yes, Cup. Yes, European Cup. So, um, Sail Sharks beat the Scarlets uh, fifty-seven fourteen. Uh, Bordeaux beat Bristol, which I actually watched a little bit of this game. Bordeaux, very good. Bordeaux, very good. Um, and they just, they looked class. Looked fantastic. Uh, and they won that uh, 36-17. Russing absolutely thrashed Edinburgh, 56-3. Edinburgh are not a bad team either. They got absolutely the, banjoed. They did, yeah. Um, Exeter Chiefs beat Lyon, uh, 47-25. 
uh, Stud to Toulon. Yeah. Uh, beat Munster 40 to 33. Some high scoring games, to be fair, aren't they? Yeah, that wow. that too long. That yeah, that isn't that's impressive. Yeah, that is, isn't it? Yeah. Um Clermont beat Wasps, close game, 27-25. La Rochelle beat Gloucester 27-16. And then Leinster, it looks like they just got handed the win 30 nil. They did, yeah. Which is really, really tough, actually. Yeah. Really tough on that. Was that because of COVID? That was because of COVID. That was the game that was called off right. last oh, second. Okay. Yeah. What made, what, 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 what caught my eye from this group, we're just going to do this group, right, okay. was that, you know, how bad are the Scarlets and how bad are Edinburgh? Yeah. And actually, how bad is the Pro 14, which is going to be the Pro 16 next year? I know. You know, whereas are the South Africans going to come into that and just wipe them to pieces? Well, there's only really Leinster and Munster yeah. that are going to offer any. And, and you'll find that most of the time, their main players are going to be rested because they're going to be playing for, yeah, for, for Ireland. Or, yeah. I mean, it's just terrible, really. It's going to be very interesting that. You is know, it going to be good for South African rugby, though, is it? Well, we'll see, won't we? We'll I, don't, I, I don't think it will because they're not going to get week in, week out. Tough games. Tough games. It's going to be, very, mate, it's going to be ma- massively interesting. Mate, what caught your eye? Caught my eye. What didn't catch my eye? Let's go the Waratahs-Brumbies game. So, Rob Penny gets biffed off and all of a sudden the Waratahs D-line that's been like Skittles on a, you know. Ice rink. On an ice rink has all of a sudden got some shape. So that's the first thing. Uh, Brumbies ran out um, from their own goal line a couple of times, which I thought was fantastic. I just thought the Brumbies, when we, I've, I would be the first one to admit I've labelled them the boring Brumbies, are starting to play some really attractive rugby. And overall, it's a Tars better performance, but still they not, still got still beat. Still not good enough. Still got beat. Yeah. So that's the Waratahs Brumbies. Reds, Rebels for me. Reds had threats from everywhere. And we talk about having, you know, blockbuster players. They've got them everywhere, don't they? Hunter Paisami, you know, just punching holes left, right and centre. O'Connor's looking fantastic as well, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, O'Connor on the weekend really impressed me. You could see he was looking at the defence. He was manipulating the defence. Yeah. And right at the last minute, he just offloaded the ball. He's such a mature player now. I know. He's a good player. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he really is a good and not a yeah. bad kicker as well. No, um, attack patterns are very strong for the for the Reds. Unlike the Kiwi teams, I feel that all of the Aussie teams are making steps forward. So they're making steps forward in their D. They're making steps forward in their attacking shape. They're making a steps forward in their skill levels. Whereas I have seen a reeling back a decrease yeah. in the New Zealand teams. Yeah. So that was for me for the Australian teams, mate. Okay. What caught your eye? So again, like the Waratahs, they don't know how to win. They're like, they were like the Chiefs last year. Yeah. During the sort of lockdown Super Rugby period, they just they just couldn't win. No. And they were in a position over the weekend where they could have won. You know, they were very close to scoring in that final. Yeah, little they had bit. a couple of opportunities. Didn't That's they? what I mean, but they just couldn't convert. No. Um, I haven't written it down, but Reds, they are the team that I would worry would be able to beat all of the New Zealand teams at the moment. 
not the Brumbies. I think the Reds are just on attack. They've got too much. Like you say, they boring they got Brumbies. Threats. They've got threats from everywhere, and their Ford pack stands up against the Brumbies' Ford pack, which has traditionally been a Ford pack Powerhouse. that stands up against the Kiwi Ford packs. Yeah. So you, I think you are right. Yeah. I actually worry that the ta- um, not the Tars, the Reds and the Brumbies. I don't think the Brumbies could beat all of the Kiwi teams, but I think the Reds at the moment can. Could do. What's interesting, you know how I mentioned Razzler Dazzler? Yeah. And I said, oh, even Razzler Dazzler would be really disappointed with the Tars. He emailed me back going, thank you for giving me the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but no, I'm so <laughs> pleased that the Tars are just... And he, he's absolutely right. The Falling ta- away. The Tars, you know, they are a mess. And they're a mess yeah. of their own creating. For sure. So, For um, sure. Yeah. Right, what, what caught your eye in the Kiwi games, mate? Kiwi games, mate. The Blues Hurricanes. I thought we are seeing the year of the D-line in the New Zealand conferences. The New Zealand conference where they're taking their defence seriously for once. And what we're finding in this game was both teams actually had quite good defensive strategies and they put the opposition team under a lot of pressure and that led to a number of, of handling errors. And we saw that amongst both games. I still worry that when the New Zealand teams come up against the Northern Hemisphere, they're still not going to have the answers to that to that quick line defence. And I kind of thought that they did have the answers but they've reverted back to this one-out ball carrying, uh, no tipping on, nothing going on, I stagnant lot, ball. Yeah, but I found a lot of, of the time is that one ball carrier will go, he might gain a little bit, but then he gets isolated. And turned and over. And turned over straight away. Yeah. So I think New Zealand is still the forefront of the jackal. They're on it straight away. Okay, that, that's pretty interesting. So you're saying that we're just better at jackling for the ball. I think we're just better at jackling for the ball. I and just we think look, we look at it every single ruck. There's always someone going for it. They might not get it straight away. Then they back off. But they're always, no matter where they are on the pitch, always going for it. I, I think it's really, really interesting because my worry is that New Zealand, the way that they want to play, is this fast fling it, ying it rugby right? But as I've mentioned here, pressure leads to mistakes. And the quick line defence, the getting up, the cutting off the 13 channel, has 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 stuttered us again. And this is where we, we need the Lamarpes of the world. And you think about our midfield. We do not have the big ball carriers in the midfield anymore. And because we don't have the big ball carriers in the midfield, then we can't get over the game line all the time. So... I, I really worry. I actually think it's 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 more than that. You look at how many and mistakes, handling errors, turnovers there are on this weekend. But was that also because there, there? I think there was a little bit of rain in the air, and it's the first time that we've actually seen a rainyish game or a uh, wet maybe, game. Maybe, mate. Maybe. Uh, my last, they, again, they are professional athletes. Yeah. My, my last one here is Crusaders, Highlanders. Crusaders never looked like winning. It was like watching the All Blacks versus Argentina or the All Blacks versus England. They had lots of players that that have been fantastic this year. The Richmond Wangers, uh, the Corey, um, Corey, Corey, Corey Taylor, Corey Taylor um, who else has been great for them? Even David Hutt. Just Will Jordan. Yeah. They just 
Paul Jordan seemed to have mistake laden, wasn't he? Average to yeah. below par games, yeah. didn't they? Right, mate. Well, what caught my eye this weekend? So I'll start with the Crusaders, the Highlanders. <coughs> sorry, the Highlanders doing what they do best and winning as a team, yeah. playing as 100%, a team, and 100%. that's 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 how they won. They had a great, great game yeah. plan, didn't they? To they beat did. the Crusaders, and it worked absolutely. That's all I'll say. Uh, and then Lamarpe, best game he's played for a long time. I think maybe the last two weeks. Yeah, he's been used the way he should be. Yeah, you know he's he's either got the ball and he's gone hard straight away, or he has given that nice pass. And there's been a few assists that he's or given, or a kick as well, or a kick. Yeah. So he's. I think the Hurricanes have figured him out a bit. In a way, I he, hope. He, anyway, you know, in the in previous seasons, how he's like cropped up everywhere. Yeah, he's not doing that no, anymore. Is that's he? what I mean. He's so, playing as a twelve. So hopefully, the Crusaders. Oh, sorry, the Hurricanes have figured him out. I'm hoping that the in All Blacks. Good way. The All Blacks have had a yarn with him and said, "Listen, you, you're our twelve. Yeah, you, you know, you stay here. You're our twelve for the World Cup. Yeah, as long as you continue to play the way you are, you're our twelve for the World Cup. Stay in New Zealand, please. Right. Also, I got Geordie Barrett. Has to play ABs. Oh. I hate to say it. Hate to say it. Now, we haven't spoken about this. No. But we used to bag Geordie Barrett. We still do. Almost as much as we bag someone else, but we're not going to mention his name. In this. Is Geordie Barrett a good guy? Geordie Barrett is a good guy. Right. And you've that, we're not going to mention him. No. Because we've, we've, we've covered this ground. But we used to bag Geordie Barrett as much, if not more. So now you're saying he has to be the AB15. Why? Because it's still the Geordie Barrett that I know and love to hate. <laughs> he's just, he's, he's the best 15 at the moment. Oh, mate. I can't deny that his kicking from the tee from over 50 makes you think we do need him. But I almost feel like he needs to be on the bench. <laughs> and and he needs to come on for the kick <laughs> from distance, and then then he needs to get a cut eye and get go off. off for ten minutes. <laughs> Even get sinned. <laughs> just get him off. <laughs> and then <laughs> oh, I've had a head injury, concussion protocol goes on, and then there's a kick. Now I'm okay. You know, I just kind of feel that he does some really good things, but yeah. oh my goodness, he has some he has brain some shockers farts yeah. as well. But but yeah, I think you're right. No, apologise. I think you're right. Where do you play Bodie? Who? Bowden Barrett. He's off the bench. Oh, mate. Can't do that. I think he's off the bench. Can't do that. Oh, have you got any more? No. Yeah, that's it? That's it, bud. So that's what caught our eye. Bud Moosh? We're up to, or we're off to next. Listeners' questions. Listeners' questions. Now, Pico, friend of the podcast... He actually rung me. Did he? He rung me and said, whoa, 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 whoa. You've mentioned Scotty Robinson and um, Warren Gatland for England. Right. But what about Pat Lamb, who's done a great job at the Bristol Bears? He has. And then someone else tweeted in saying, Toby and Damo, what about Rob Baxter with the Exeter coach? Don't forget about That's the, also those, a good you know, shout He's an Indian boy as well Yeah he is So I'm going to answer their questions Okay Both these guys 
arguably say, same with Scotty Robinson, they club me. They've done well club-wise. Did, um, did apparently him, he was at um, Samoa for a bit, wasn't he? Samoa, he was at uh, Auckland. Yeah. And he went to Bristol and he's overall control. Money in, money out. He's the highest paid coach, as we know. Yes. Rob Baxter has been at Exeter for a very long time. Developed it through. They're both club men. So my only worry would be they can't transfer that club into country because you you lose all the control. Yeah, you do. You know, you only have them for a small period of time. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of Rob Baxter, especially, but. is about environment. And his environment's so strong and they live and breathe by it. They talk about no talent all the time. Um, and Pat Lamb has an ability where maybe he, he picks the right players to come to his club. And that, that's what I was also going to allude to there was, you know, the difference between potentially those two and Steady Eddie is those two will pick the right players for the job. That would be a fair assumption to make, I would guess. Good question, though, eh? What, so what do Pico. you think? Do you think that they, they should be given the opportunity? I mean, they're both coaching in this country. so Rob Baxter, for sure, because he is an English. English. I don't think boy. Rob Baxter would want it. I don't think Pat Lamb would want it either. I mean, he's, he'd be taking a pay cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would be, wouldn't he? <laughs> the only thing I would say is coaching internationally, it must be, I know, I'm not saying it's easy work, but you must have a bit more... Um, Time to kind of family time, yeah. um, and reinvent yourself. Time, freshen up. You know the 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 professional club game this, it, goes on so for a long, long time. Yeah. And when as soon as you're out of that, you're then back into to coaching. Yeah. The next season, yeah. aren't you? And hunting for new players. And I don't think that a club guy gets any time off. I know I know Eddie Jones doesn't take any time off, but it's of his own choice. Yeah. Type of thing. Our next question, do you want to read that one? It's from Die. He came in last week. Die He's actually sent us another few we're going to have to do. We might have to do a Die Perk podcast well, just, just answering <laughs> Die's questions. <laughs> we need to do one with just questions, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do, mate. Yeah, It's finding the time, though, eh, Mush? It's finding the time, mate, and the energy. Hey, guys. <clears throat> thanks for always. Thanks, as always, for a great pod. Um I'm only halfway through replays oh, of Super Rugby from this weekend, but it is, feels a bit predictable. He won't be saying that now, after the Crusades got beaten. But no, anyway. that's right. Um, in, in any event, here is your random theor- theoretical question of the week. You're the coach of a club playing in a tight competition. Every team could beat every other team a bit like Super Rugby uh, Aotearoa, um, you somehow get access to magical pills, undetectable as well. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, I like the undetectable yeah, pills. Like yeah. You don't want the detectable No, because then you get detected. Then your name might be someone from the Tour de France. <laughs> Lance Armstrong. <laughs> Lance. <laughs> anyway, um, pills that will make your players better you can choose one that makes them stronger by 10% or one that makes them str- faster by 10% or that makes them 10% tougher physically and mentally. Which do you choose for your team? Easy. And yes, I know either of you would 
would ever do such thing. Would ever do such a thing. I would do such a thing. You're right. <laughs> I thought I murdered Willow's question. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what would you go for? Oof. You'd go for the 10% better looking team, wouldn't you? You know, if that was an option. Well, if I was coaching, that'd be 50% better looking already, but <laughs> <laughs> jokes. <laughs> um, 10% faster. Really? Yeah. Nah. Speed is everything. That is so interesting that you've said Speed that. Speed is everything. This is coming from someone who's already fast, and if he was 10% fast, he could go to the Olympics. <laughs> um, I'm definitely 10% tougher mentally and physically. Now, you're physically 10% tough, right? Yeah. That's 10% less injuries. Yeah. And it's 10% more tight games won. So therefore, boom shakalaka, over the season, you're going to be 20% better. No. Whereas no, really, 10% I'm faster. I'm two pills, so that's 20%. To be fair, if you're 10% faster, you might elude 10% more tackles. Therefore, exactly. elude Injury, nah, mate, that's rubbish. No, I, definitely, is, mentally and no, physically. Listen, mentally and physically. Yeah, but 100%. you're listening to me now. Am I? Okay. <laughs> well, no, you're no, going no, to no, try. No, <laughs> no um, ten percent faster, faster on the wings, faster into the rucks, faster ball speed. Everything's ten percent faster. That's yeah, a good call. What's, anyway, the, what's the other one? Ten percent stronger. Right. Mate, right. if I was 10% stronger, I'd be like the Hulk. You are the Hulk, mate, just Thanks, not mate. green. No, for me, it's definitely still mentally and physically, but I do take your point. I think pace, pace would kills. be. Because you do, you know, small margins yeah. often, and if you're 10% faster. Exactly, 10% faster, you're not going to get that ankle tap. 10% faster, that one guy's not going to grab your jersey when you make a break. You might be, if you're 10% faster, you might sort of pass the tackle before you can make tackle though yeah. and then they can just run straight through <laughs> <laughs> village that was you've been there before you needed to be there <laughs> intercepts oh I mm. like that right yeah. who has been the most dangerous player in this super is, rugby this so is, far this is your question to, to me to you yeah Oh, I've, I've not pre-read this because Toby's literally just done them um, the most dangerous player so far I would have said Rico, but I think Rico is the most dangerous player, but he hasn't been the most dangerous because he hasn't had enough ball. Well, okay, yeah. The most dangerous player. Also, can I just go back to what caught my eye? It was close to be Caleb. Caleb Clark. His haircut was absolutely diabolical. There's like a little (laughs) poo behind his ear. (laughs) We have seen some haircuts in Super Rugby this year, but we have not seen... It's the shape of his head, though, (laughs) We have not seen anything as uh, entertaining as that. Uh, Caleb Clark's been a disappointment this year uh, on that note. Geordie Barrett's been right up there. I have to say he's been one of the most exciting players. But Damian McKenzie, for me, every time that man gets the ball, I am like, wow, he's going to do something amazing. But he's also set defensively up. he's yeah, dangerous. You he's know. dynamic. So dangerous for me is going to be Marty Banks off the bench. Marty Banks. Nah, uh, Stephen Donald. Damian McKenzie. Yeah. Great name as well. Yeah. Spelt with an A, though, and not an E for He's any other listeners out there. Village. Uh, my question to you, Tobois. Oh, you've 
blatantly copied my... <laughs> I haven't, to be fair. I didn't even look at yours. I've only just seen that now. <laughs> Mike's my question, which I did, which I did like last week. Only just seen Toby that now. Which Toby can see is this. Who is the most dangerous <laughs> team in Super Rugby? Oh, hey, we forgot about the Aussies. What? Super Rugby? Yeah, well, off you go then. You gotta go. You gotta go. The Reds ten. O'Connor. O'Connor. Hunter Pasami. Oh, Hunter Pasami yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, Banks at the fullback. I think maybe. I'm gonna say O'Connor. I think O'Connor's right. been even. Yeah. More dangerous. You know, it'll be interesting to see how he plays against the New Zealand team. It will be massively interesting. Yeah. Who is the most dangerous team in Super Rugby? Who would you lose sleep over as a coach trying to stop them? I, I think I think there's sort of uh, now you asked me this question kind of uh, over the weekend, didn't you? On yeah, Friday last weekend, and I sort of I didn't think the Chiefs were very dangerous. The Blues are dangerous, but so the, the Canes aren't dangerous. So I'd go Highlanders, just because they're so unpredictable. Okay. And because they don't have that one, I mean, they've got good players, but they don't have that one standout that you go, right, we're going to look after him and we should be okay. Like the Highlanders did with the Crusaders. They looked after Richie Mwanga. They looked after Cody Taylor. They looked after Havili, Will Jordan. And then the Crusaders didn't have much. So I think the Hull Islanders, the Highlanders, uh, the Crusaders, you've got to lose sleep over them. If if you don't lose sleep, then you're stupid. The Reds. And I think the Reds. I think the Reds. You know, you, you're you looking at that team and you're thinking, how do we stop him? How do we yeah. stop Harry Wright? How do we stop, you know, 19, 12, 13, 11? Yeah, everyone. Even so, as a j- jock, jock uh, jack. Jock, jock strap. At the, at the, <laughs> And at that at fullback, you know, yeah. a good little player. So for me, it'd be the Reds. I would lose sleep, but I do agree. I think you can't really go past possibly the Crusaders. No, you can't. So many sort of bits to their game that you yeah. Well, they're worry like the Reds. About. Yeah, they are like the Reds. Yeah, they got threats from everywhere, don't they? Highlanders because they're unpredictable. I think you're absolutely right with the Blues. If you're worried about stopping them getting the ball out wide, yeah. But if you can stop them getting the ball out wide, they've got well, if, not if, a you, lot. if you stop the ball. At twelve, then you've you easy peasy, but once Rico's got that ball in his hands, you're like, he's going to do something. Absolutely, mate. It's time for the quiz. For the quiz. Now, I was disappointed with a number of things over the weekend, Here so we my quiz is on turnovers. Boring. Toby, what's your quiz on? Boring. Where is he now? Where is he now? Yeah, that's what mine is. Where do, is do, do he me to go now? first. Now, some of these are actually should be quite easy for you, so you might be able to win a quiz for once. Anyway, Budmush, are you ready? I just get my correct button ready. Yes, let's just. There we go. Is it still working? Yeah, it is, mate. John Arfoa. John now, Afara. I'm not giving you I'm not giving you anything here. Okay. So he was at the Blues. Yeah. He was at Ulster. Yeah. He was at Gloucester. Yeah. But where is he now? John Afar, I think he's at Bristol. Bristol Bears. You are correct. 
well done. And he's just signed a new deal as well. Just signed a new contract with them. For so he's going to be the. Uh, I'm not sure. Is it for $1 million? I don't know. But yeah, he's a lot. lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Highest paid prop when he signed his last one for Bristol. So you'd imagine so. All right, mate. So um, over the weekend, we saw many, many handling errors. Yes, handling errors. The Crusaders led handling errors with 13. Okay. Who had the least handling errors out of the rest of the Super Rugby competition. Now, I would say that we are still including the Chiefs, but I took their last match they played, right? So who had the least number of handling errors? In their, all, all of their last matches? All of their last matches. So the, the, I'll tell you the games. So we had the Crusaders versus the Highlanders yeah. on the weekend. We had the Blues versus the Hurricanes. And then I took the Chiefs versus the Blues the okay. week before as yeah. their last. So okay. Crusaders are leading with 13. 13. So it's not Who them. had the least okay. number of handling errors? I'm just trying to think back at how many scrums there were. How many scrums there were. Now, there were quite a few in the Crusaders game, but was that because the Crusaders... Was that because the Crusaders were just not very good? Um, I'm going to go Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. You are wrong. It's actually the Hurricanes. Oh, yeah. They had four Four. handling errors. Wow. The Chiefs had six. The Blues had ten. And the Highlanders had six. Oh, wow. So, apart, I mean, you know, the Blues with 10 is poor as well. And that's, I felt that that came through in the games. You know, we had, in that game, 19 handling errors. Yeah. In the other game, we had 14. Yeah. That's a heck of a lot. That is. Heck of a lot. Loads. Right, mate. Jerome Kaino. Oh, good question. Is it Blues? Yeah. He was at Toyota Verbitz. Is that Verbitz? Verbitz. And where is he now? He's in France. Correct. Not sure where. (laughs) (laughs) I think, isn't he at... Is he at Toulouse in France? He's definitely in France. I don't think he's at Stad. Was he not? I don't think he's at Russing. No, I think he's Victor at Devito's at Russing. Yeah, I think he's at Toulouse. Correct. Well do I, done. Do I get two? Two What's from two. Three, no. three, three, three from two. From two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. We're going to go across to Australia. Okay. Uh, we had the the highest of the Crusaders at thirteen. Yeah, on the weekend, but on the Australian competition. Who had the highest number of knock-ons? So, the Western Force didn't play. I can tell you that they had the lowest at four knock-ons in their last game. Okay. So, who had the highest out of the others? So, that's the Waratahs, the Brumbies, the Rebels, and the Reds. I'm just going to go look at the actual scores. I think it was the Rebels. You think the Rebels had the most knock-ons? Yes. Is that your final answer? Yes. You are correct. It's actually the Waratahs and the Rebels. Right, okay. Both had 11 knock-ons. Right. 
the Brumbies, surprise, surprise, had nine, and maybe that alluded to the fact that they it was such a tight game, tight game, and how much they ran the ball. Yeah, the Brumbies, which was which was good to see from them. Um, the Reds had six, you know, and that's really impressive by the Western Force with only four. A eh? very very that is good. very good, very good. So it is. Um, you need the last one to to draw. Uh, I need this one to definitely win. Yes, Ben Smith. He played at the Highlanders. He played at Pau. But where is he now? He's in Japan. <clears throat> Correct. I couldn't even mention the half the names of no. the teams in Japan. But he's definitely in Japan. I thought it was really interesting. I thought he still would have been. Because he, did he actually even play in France? I'm not sure. I I don't think he even played in France. Right. As in, he went and COVID hit and he literally either played a couple of games or nothing at all. Do you he still got paid? Absolutely. He, yeah. he would have got a signed contract. Because <laughs> he, was, he was watching the Highlanders last year, wasn't he, some, yeah. some of the time, yeah. Um, Colby something steel or? Correct. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. I've won. Yeah, you have won. Do you want your last question? Yeah, you may as well, eh? I don't really have another question for you because I was so confident. <laughs> okay, so I just wanted to ask. So I'll give you the, I will go for the New Zealand games. Defence. Number of tackles. So on the weekend, we had two games. In the games, there were... Um, we had obviously the Crusaders versus the Highlanders and the Blues versus the Hurricanes. Which team made the most tackles? So you've only got four. You've got Crusaders, Highlanders, Blues or Hurricanes. I think, which one was more open? I reckon the, the Hurricanes made the most tackles. You think the Hurricanes made the most tackles? You would be... Final answer? Yeah, yeah, final answer. Wrong, mate. Okay. 100 tackles. 152 tackles for the Blues. Wow. 166 tackles for the Crusaders. Wow. And 106 tackles for the Highlanders. So you're just seeing that basically, you know, I, I, you, know you, you would have thought that the Hurricanes possibly could have won that game. Yeah. Because they had so much of the ball. Yeah. But couldn't make much of it 160 odd for the crusaders wow it's amazing isn't that's it? ridiculous it's amazing so there you go man i'm winner you are winner, well winner done. chicken dinner bravo three well i kind of got i kind of Four got from three i kind of got six from three because yeah, i got did, yeah which part of the world they're in yeah, and God. the team i tell you what you are phenomenal I think you'll find that's exactly what my wife says. <laughs> Not <laughs> said no one ever. <laughs> Mate, it's always a pleasure doing great. the potty with yeah. you. And you wanted to do it in under an hour. I did. And we're just over an hour. Oh, no. It's because you talk too much. Well, some people say I don't talk enough. <laughs> As always, it's a pleasure entertaining you guys and girls at home and our non-binaries, of course. Yes. Of course. Uh, until next week. Sayonara. Sorry, I just pressed the wrong button there. You might have noticed. <laughs> Sayonara.
Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.